Do it again. Yeah, I got a little. No, it's it's the, the Rob and I. It's Robin. It's Rob and I. Robin me. Robin me. Me and Rob. It's me. Lauren, what the hell is it? I'm just a writer. It's Rob and me because if you didn't have Rob, you say it's just me, right? It's not just I. Me and it would be me and Rob. You know what? I'm just gonna reword it all. How about that? It's just us. Welcome to episode ten of the Joyful Miles podcast, the podcast that is all about enjoying life one mile at a time. I'm your host Rob, and joining me this week we have Laura. Hello, everyone. And just Laura. <laughs> just just be the two Laura. Of us today, I'm, so. I'm so sorry. It's just me. But we have no distractions, so it should go pretty easy. Um, so we thought um, this week, we, you know, since it's just the two of us, and with Princess Half Marathon coming up, uh, we would talk about running in the rain at Run Disney because it's a distinct possibility. Not saying it's going to happen, but um, we did just have Marathon Weekend. Uh, where we had to deal with some rain, uh, and we have a history of running in the rain at these Run Disney events. So what do you do if it rains? Um, but before we get to that, uh, we want to give some shout-outs to some people who took the time to leave us some comments and ask some questions. And speaking of the Princess Half Marathon, we have Smile XOXO 27 who is running the Glass Slipper Challenge this year, and she said that watching our vlogs are making her so excited. So thank you for that. Uh, I love hearing that. that. And good luck to you running your glass slipper challenge. And today, Lara, was also the early registration for uh, AP and DVC owners for the marathon weekend. Hard to believe. (laughs) Uh, Very hard to believe. But we have a couple people who are running uh, Dopey next year and are already training. Uh, We have Carol Bass, who has been binge-watching all of our videos, getting excited. Um, Really wants to do Dopey, just going to do the full marathon. But doesn't know if she'll ever get the chance to do Dopey. So she's up to 10 miles in her long run, 18 miles per week, getting a little soreness in the knee. Uh, only 24, uh, but doing sports her whole life, uh, which has not been kind to her joints. Uh, do you think signing up for Dopey will be too big of a risk? What do you think? Well, you're talking to the woman who is injured right now. Who just she's going to be walking princess in a couple of weeks. I know. So maybe my opinion is a little skewed. I mean, there's a risk for anybody. I mean, you could be perfectly healthy today and, and something could happen. There's there's always a risk. And we know that going in now that there's no deferral program, there's no insurance, there's, there's no refunds. So you just have to follow your gut. You know, if it's a little bit of fear that's, that's holding you back, go ahead and, and, and go for it. But if your gut is telling you that it's not a smart move, maybe listen to that gut and most definitely see your doctor and see what your doctor says. I think it's easy to get excited for these challenges. And um, we know a bunch of people who are toying around with the idea of doing dopey, never having run a full marathon, uh, let alone four races back to back like that. You got to be realistic with yourself. And if you're going to do it, you got to be committed to training. Um, Mm -hmm. You cannot get through a full marathon uh, with little to no training, let alone um, the four the four race challenge. So, if you can commit yourself to the training, uh, and honestly, uh, ten miles on a long run is a pretty good base point to have, uh, I would think, because uh, as long as you can get past that half marathon uh, distance, uh, you usually should mm-hmm. be pretty good for uh, a full. Uh, but obviously, listen to your body too. I think uh, it's easy to try to uh, you know push through pain, but get I would get it checked out. See what the doctor has to say. Don't take our opinion because yeah. we don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> but by all means as long as the pain is not an issue and nothing major injury go for it 
Because it is possible. Yeah, absolutely. And we also have Shannon Slocum, uh, who says that she loves our channel. Uh, and her question is about qualifying races. She is in training for Dopia next year as well. And she's currently maintaining a 10.30 mile, which is very, very good. Um, and she knows that proof of time is required for half and full marathons, but if she's not able to complete a qualifying race, can she still run one? Uh, can she still run Dopia in 2018? Absolutely. It's not a requirement, but chances are you will be put in the last corral. Mm -hmm. So as long as you're cool with that. Uh, I know there's a lot of people that get so upset about being in the last corral, but, you know, if you get to the corral, out early you get to the front uh, if you uh, skip like the first character pictures because the character pictures at the beginning of the marathon are always a ton uh, much more longer than the ones at the end so the ones at the end if you can make it to there there's gonna be like no lines mm -hmm. so definitely you can do it don't let that hold you back I say definitely try to get a qualifying race absolutely well, yes you're absolutely ten, you still minute, want to ten and a half minute pace now if you're gonna be serious about training you're probably gonna get quicker you're going to want a qualifying time. You're not going to want to be in the back. Just from the sheer fact that um, you want to be able to take advantage of a higher corral for shorter lines and pictures. Not having to wait as long in those corrals, especially for marathon. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of corrals to sit through uh, to try to get through these races. So um, squeeze in a 10-miler, try to get a half, uh, a half marathon in. Um, it has to be a 10-mile, a half, or a full uh, for qualifying mm -hmm. times for marathon. So um, you have until uh, October... October 3rd. October 3rd. October 3rd. October 3rd. So it's plenty of time to try to squeeze in one race. So so. Try to squeeze it in, but if you can't, still do it. You'll still have a blast. So let's get to running in the rain, and specifically running in the rain at Run Disney. Um, I think you want to be better prepared for these things, Laura, having to travel. Most people, not having the luxury of being locals, have to travel and stay in hotels and have to pack things. So how do you prepare for running in the rain at Run Disney? And you have some experience doing that. So uh, what would you start with, Laura? Well, I, first of all, am the biggest overpacker you will ever meet. Thank God I fly Southwest and they allow two suitcases because I don't care what the weather forecast is saying. They could be predicting 80 degrees every single day. I am still going to prepare for everything because the weather in Florida is insane. It can turn on a dot. So some of my best gear to bring for uh, a run Disney race in the rain is a visor. Uh, that's number one. When I did um, Splash and Dash, the Wine and Dine 2014, is that the correct year? Yeah, 2014. It poured the whole time. And if I did not have a visor to keep the rain out of my face, I think I would have gone insane. Disposable ponchos that you can buy very uh, cheap at Walmart or Target or other stores are also a very good investment. Oh, here's a weird tip. I'm just going to mention this now in case I forget it. But at the one race, I saw a girl because they flop when you try to run with them. And they're also too hot. But anyway, if you want to run with this, she put the visor over the hood to anchor it down. And then she put her running belt over the, the, the waist of it to keep it from flopping around. It was a really good idea. So not my tip came from someone else, but I'm going to share it anyway. So what else? And if you don't, uh, well, I will say if you don't want to, if you forget the poncho, you don't want to carry a poncho at run Disney events, you typically have a lot of trash cans lying about that have multiple trash bags <laughs> underneath. So if you just remove the top layer, because this happened to us at uh, Wine and Dine, uh, when we were getting, but right before we got evacuated where there was that threat, it seemed like it was going to start to rain because the winds had picked yes. up. Yes. A, a couple of us had started pulling trash, ca uh, trash bags out of the trash cans and started making like ponchos out of those. So 
you know, a little MacGyver action if you're if you're caught in a pickle. Uh, that, it's, that's it's one, quite that's amusing one to, to, see, to see all the, the things that people come up with. Yeah. Um, I always, Megan actually mentioned this, I always bring uh, a trash bag, but she mentioned bringing a contractor trash bag because they are a lot bigger. thicker, a lot heavier, and bigger. So that was a good tip from Megan. Thank you. See, she was, she's not even here. She's already <laughs> helping us out. You also want to protect your phone and any other electronics that you are bringing. Uh, you can get some really nice waterproof cases for your phone off of Amazon. I'm going to link my favorite below. In a pinch, though, a good old plastic baggie will work just fine. I did find that when I did that for um, wine and dine, moisture still got in, so I carried some extra baggies in my running belt, and I changed them out like mid-race. Uh, another another tip I would say is you're going to want to really utilize your bag check um, for these races because um, I don't typically use them very much, if ever, but if it's going to rain especially, you want to have a change of clothes that um, you can change out of that's going to be dry and comfortable, a change of shoes uh, or flip-flops, something that you can get out of those because um, you know, your feet are going to be wet. Um, but also use it to kind of store things in last second. So if you wanted to carry an umbrella with you, get a small umbrella. Um, that could fit uh, into the gear bag um, right before you go into the race. And having an umbrella for like the expo um, is something that you may want too because there's not a lot of cover there. Um, <laughs> if it's pouring rain, I can tell you from experience, my wife and I had to buy one of those giant golf umbrellas. We got the last one and almost had to fight somebody for it. And it's like 50 bucks. <laughs> but you won, right? Yeah, we won. It's a great umbrella. We still have it. We use it all the time. but. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things you're not going to really think of until it happens. So you want to be prepared for it. So now every time we go, regardless if we know if it's going to rain or not, we carry the umbrella with us. Uh, we pack mm -hmm. it with us just to have. Um, and also your shoes are going to get wet. So I, if I'm running more than one race, I'll always pack an extra pair of shoes. Um, mm -hmm. I try to have at least two or three pairs with me, depending upon how many races I'm doing. But also, um, newspaper you want to put newspaper in your shoes if they get soaking wet and try to find news try, try to find newspaper at the at the resorts you can't mm -hmm. <laughs> i don't think Forget they it. newspapers anymore not with all the other runners it's no, not going to happen you don't get the usa today's anymore and, and it, you're going to be hard pressed to try to find uh newspaper so uh, try to pack a few sheets of um if you can't get newspaper just like the gift wrap type paper um tissue paper that you can get uh, mm -hmm. at the craft stores and stuff so because uh, you don't want your feet to be wet. Mm -mm. Some blisters happen, and that's going to make life very uncomfortable. Nope. And speaking of shoes, while we're on the topic of shoes, there are people who will put duct tape on their shoes. Mm. I have to say that I'm not a big fan of that, because first of all, I don't want my shoes to get messed up with adhesive gunk, but also you're going to lose some of your breathability with that, and how long is it going to last, really? And I've also seen people tie uh, like the grocery store bags onto their feet to try to keep them somewhat dry until the race actually begins. Uh, but definitely you want to watch your, your step with that because it will make it slippery. And speaking of step, you also want to make sure that you have shoes that have good tread. That's my dog squeaking her squeaker. <laughs> I'll try to ignore it. Yeah. You want to have shoes that have good tread. You don't want to go with some that are worn down, which, you know, if they're that worn down, it's probably time to, uh, to, re to get a new pair anyway. But still, keep that in mind. You know, in, in getting to the races, a lot of people have, they rely on the buses uh, to get to and from the races, but some people drive. And something I, I found out at one of the races locally uh, from driving to where I got soaked on, uh, you're going to want a towel after. 
um, to be able to put down on the seats so you're not getting your you're not just sitting in wet soaking your soaking wet seat um, so you want to just kind of be thinking of that too um, you know so pack mm -hmm. a couple of towels grab a couple of towels out of your hotel room uh, and bring those with you too I do have a short funny story about that after uh, the wine and dine 2014 this was back when it was a night race and they had this humongous uh, changing tent everyone was soaked because it poured the entire time and I actually did bring a hand towel and I was able to dry off in the changing tent and this woman beside me was like looking at me like with such envy she's like oh god I do anything for a towel and I'm like look I didn't Put this on my private so if you would like the towel go ahead and she gave me this look and she's like you know what? under normal circumstances i would think that is the grossest thing in the world but give me the towel so she used <laughs> my towel nice little bonding moment and that also reminds me too if you are packing a change of clothes in your gear bag or a dry hats or a jacket or something and it's raining you might want to put that in a plastic gallon size bag uh just in case you never know you drop your bag, it rips or something, and it goes into a puddle. It's, it's happened before. Those little drawstring gear bags are, are not the most reliable thing no, in the world. Very so. easily. They, no. They're not very good. Um, and you know, when you have inclement weather, you want to adjust your expectations because you're probably not going to go out and have the best race of your life. Now, I've had the opposite. I've gone out and PR'd in, in the pouring rain just because you want to get it over with. Um, but you have to kind of keep safety in mind, too, that, you know, ground's going to be slick. Uh, you're on the highways for a lot of these races, so you got to deal with things like reflectors in the road and banks in the road, yeah. potholes. Uh, you got to be careful of these things. So um, the rain can kind of cover that up sometimes with, like, puddles and things, so you want to be careful. You know, and from other races that we've run, I mean, I knew going into Broad Street that it was going to be a bad race for a number of reasons, but just the weather was just so brutally bad. Um, but, you know, you still you still try to have some fun. And at the end of the day, you're still at Disney World. So mm -hmm. um, hopefully you'll still see some characters. I, I know the characters can sometimes be affected by the rain. Uh, so that can be a bummer sometimes. But um, I will say Run Disney still makes every effort to give the entertainment value uh, when the weather's mm -hmm. bad. So as long as they don't and cancel the, the race. The one, the one slight good thing, too, also is once you go through a race that is like Broad Street, uh -huh. you, know, you do look back and kind of like feel bonded because you all went through this, you know, horrific experience together. Although we're, we're still not ready to laugh. No. We just did the lottery and it's, it's still we still need some more time. Another thing that I want to bring up is to be uh, careful to hydrate. With all the, the rain and the water coming down, you don't think about hydrating, but you are still running. You're still sweating. It's just being washed away. Mm -hmm. So make sure that you continue to hydrate as normal. And you want to dress in layers. Uh, every You want to kind of dress in layers regardless, um, especially you know when the weather's colder. Um, but with the rain, you want to make sure you're not wearing like cotton cotton layers because it's just, you're going to get miserable. <laughs> No. Uh, so moisture wick, you want moisture wicking, wicking material, moisture wicking material, um, you know, and that's pretty much all I have when I bring to the races. So, um, and again, if you don't want to throw the stuff away, um, you could you could stow it in your your gear bag again uh, right before the race. Uh, but try to go to the your local Salvation Army, pick up a couple of cheap outer sweatshirts or something so you can kind of have uh, before the race, just to kind of keep you comfortable. Mm. We actually picked up some really super cheap Walmart um, 
water resistant jackets for like 10 bucks with the intention to toss them and we all kept them because they end up being nicer than we <laughs> imagined and underneath all that clothing you still want to protect thyself from chafing <laughs> <laughs> you definitely want to hit up the high friction areas with a generous dose of body glide i'm talking underneath your sports bra uh, your toes also, it's good to put a coat of Vaseline on it. That's what I do to try to keep away uh, blisters. Some people do their whole feet. I just do my toes. But you want to put some body glide on your heels, any other type of friction spot. On the top of your foot where the, your your shoe tongue hits your, your heel. I'm doing a bad job explaining that, but you get my point. <laughs> Wherever your clothes are rubbing, thighs, boobs, <laughs> everywhere, put some body glide on it. And for you men, of course, you have your own <laughs> set of worries. Yeah, so. In terms of protecting your um, your bibs, you want to mm -hmm. be careful because you don't want to cover up your uh, your bib with the, your those mylar cover ups because they can affect your timing chip. But also, if you get your bib covered up while you're running with the poncho, you're going to miss out on all those great photo opportunities from the photo uh, pass photographers. So you want to try to have your um, your bib visible what i did um for a race locally had nothing to do with disney but um, when i had to wear um a rain jacket uh, over i put my uh, bib on my leg so like on my my shorts so right. it's still visible but i was still covered up so i think yeah, you want to kind of think like that too like where's my bib going to go um, so you can be seen at all times Mm -hmm. Did you put it on like the front of your leg? Because I front. know a friend put it on the side, and she missed out on a lot of pictures no, because the front, the they would be okay. Right, yeah. good. Like right on the front. on the front, definitely. And also now, since we're still on ponchos, maybe don't throw it away too too soon. I made that mistake during wine and dine. I was feeling pretty good. I was feeling sweaty. I didn't want to be burdened with it any longer, so I trashed it while going through Animal Kingdom. And then by mile seven, the wind picked up, and I was freezing cold. And I would have done anything for that mylar bank. I mean that that poncho back. So it would have been so much easier just to roll it up and tuck it in my running belt. But nope, I had to ditch it. So think twice. I've done the same thing. Did it at Broad Street. Um, ditched the poncho right at the start, and I was I hated it. <laughs> I wish I had it back like almost immediately. So yeah. um, you want to run back and get yeah, it? Yeah, that was a that was a tough that was a tough one. Um, yeah, and I have been one too. I've picked up twice. I've picked up throwaways on the course during like the Walt Disney World weekend because I ditched too soon, and then I needed something. I was too cold, and I did pick up off the ground something else and discard it because when you're cold, you'll do anything. Yeah, how's that for, how's but that for a tip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the trash on hey. the road. Hey, <laughs> you know, you usually, usually I'm like a little Miss germaphobe, but when it comes to that and high five and little kids, I don't worry about that all during run Disney races. <laughs> Another tip too is I packed a one of those heavy duty ponchos. It was uh, like a green one in my gear bag, and afterwards. After the race, when it had already stopped uh, raining, it made a really great changing room because I was able to put it on and then change my clothes underneath of it. And, yeah. That's a good point because you want to get your clothes off right away. Yeah. You know, yes. not that I'm very bashful, but. Um, you will get chills. Uh, yeah. Women, we know what that does to our body. It wrecks some havoc, you know, <laughs> down there. So you definitely want to get out of those cold, damp clothes. How do you girls function? It's. It's our cross to bear, Rob. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, 
Well, I think that's everything we have to offer uh, when it comes to running in the rain and running it um, specifically these Run Disney events. I want to know if anything we missed. What do you guys do um, for running in the rain? Uh, any, anything that we forgot, let us know. Uh, be sure to connect with us. Uh, we always like to read the comments that we get and answer any questions that we get. Uh, we're going to be looking to do a question show, I think, coming up. So if any questions, please send them our way. Uh, we'd love to do a show based on just answering your questions. So. Uh, probably be doing that very very soon in the near future so be sure to look at our Twitter and our Facebook pages for announcements on that um, and also if you're running princess we want to hear about it like you know what was your experience like so Laura's gonna be there so be sure to say hello to her if uh, if you see a gimpy gestant limping <laughs> during the half marathon please 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 stop and say hello <laughs> Laura loves it so please um, so um, be sure to uh, subscribe to us on YouTube uh, so you don't miss any of our vlogs and also subscribe to the podcast and please leave us a review I uh, want to know what you guys like what you don't like um, looking at your feedback is a gift so um, we're only going to get better if you tell us how um, and it really helps us out too it helps people see the show more if we get some more comments uh, So, uh, and also joyfamiles.com for all of uh, our wonderful blogs and tips uh, Laura's been posting a bunch of great stuff there uh, just over the past few days alone so uh, and there'll be much more to come. So, um, but that'll do it for us this week. So for Laura, Jackie, and Megan, who aren't here this week, and myself, I want to thank you for listening as always. Have a joyful day, and we'll see you next week. You're going to want to really utilize your, um, gear, your gear, bag check, gear check bag. Gear bag check. <laughs> Start over. <laughs> you know, uh, because, um, whatever, however you want to call it, your bag for gear, for, for bag check. It's the gear bag. Um, bag. It's the G, big <laughs> bag E. For bag check. Yeah. <laughs> wow.